0: This is Samia Bano with Make Change Fun and Easy, podcast to help you create massive positive change in your life and the world. Hello, Salam, shalom, namaste, sasvirkaal, hola. Aloha, bonjour, and ciao. My list of greetings has actually been growing and I just love it. And I'm extra excited today because I have my friend, Danny Ferreira with me, who's a transformational coach. And I need to ask Danny, please, please tell us more about who you are and what you do.
1: Uh, Thank you so much. First of all, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Um, And as you told told us, uh, my name is Dani Ferrara. I am a transformational coach. And my niche, my public, my audience is men uh, from 40 up to their 50s who are already success, who who have uh, a great life. However, when they get that success, they don't feel that happiness, that fulfillment that they had expected. And that creates a lot of self-doubt, a lot of um, discomfort and unfulfillment. And that's exactly where I come in, just to help them, to to really see what matters to themselves because when it comes to telling people what matters in life, that's too generous, too too generous, too general. So it's about helping them to see who they really are and when it comes to being authentic and uh, what matters to them. Because as I told you, uh, sometimes there are men who would like to change their career. Sometimes it's a tiny adjustment when it comes to life, personal life and work-life balance. So it's about helping them to see what exactly is necessary to adjust and to focus on what they really love and just in summary, uh, help them to build uh, an epic life. It's
0: basically that. Yay. I love that because there are so many people out there who achieve conventional success. You know, they're making lots of money. They have a good job, maybe a successful business, but personally, they're not satisfied they're not fulfilled they're not happy so it's so amazing that you're able to step in and help those people it's really amazing I love it yeah it's very exciting absolutely Mm -hmm. so one really cool thing that I know about you Danny, is that you are the author of a book I know in some cases, uh, like people will have to wait a little bit to get access to it, but I have had the privilege of talking to you about it and had a sneak peek of it, and I think it's a fabulous book. The book uh, is called, tell me if I get this right, The Collateral Effect of Success, How to Escape from Frustration and Reclaim a Life of Fulfillment
1: yeah yeah thank you perfect perfect yay Um, awesome i am so proudly launching yes yes it's from Mm. from my heart those words
0: that work so it's awesome yeah oh i can't wait until you launch it for everyone to be able to benefit from because you talk about so many amazing things in your book I know one of the most important things that I loved uh, that you talk about in your book is about how important it is for us to shift our mindset and our paradigms in order to create more freedom. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, absolutely. And that's the key
1: of life itself, you know, mm-hmm. Become because when it comes to paradigms and sometimes that seems too cliché—a too cliché term. But it's something like a thought that is molded in a in a box, you know. And because of that, it's something too general, and sometimes it doesn't—it uh, doesn't. It's not faithful to reality, you know. It's it's not something that really happens to every single human being. So first it's about shifting the people's perception and in that case my client's perception. And for example, uh, in my book, I get started by saying there is the, the most uh, the most spread idea when it comes to being happy. When it comes to being successful, is about the importance of um, marrying to the right girl and uh, getting the right job and the right profession and getting the right, not getting, but just having the right kids and letting them, send them to the right universities and the right retirement and... Uh, the point is, that's something that society says that is the rule, but it's not necessarily the path towards happiness and fulfillment because it's, there is so many things that lag in that scenario and uh, we are raised, we, we grow up thinking and believing that that idea is true Mm -hmm. and it's pretty disappointed when we get there exactly where we dreamed about to be and nothing changes basically yeah and that's the idea about the paradigm that's the main paradigm uh, about there is no such a thing of the the right life is the life that is that sets to me and uh, It's built according to my purpose, according to my dreams, my passions. And uh, it's not necessarily
0: in that box, inside that box. (laughs) I totally agree with you. I know one of the most important lessons that I learned in my life about how to be happy (laughs) is that it's so important and necessary To be doing what you love every day of your life. And um, oftentimes that's not what society supports uh, our doing. And oftentimes that's not what society teaches us to do. And so, so many of us, you know, we get stuck in jobs we don't like, relationships that we are no longer happy in, but we in these relationships and in these states because we think well this is the only choice we have or this is the only way we can even hope to achieve happiness and uh, they don't realize the true path to happiness.
1: (laughs) Perfect, perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. And when it comes to men,
1: there are some extra problems in that recipe of chaos oh. <laughs> because uh, they grow up thinking that they have to, to be exactly what their wives expect from them. Mm. And in that process, they lose completely the, their authenticity, you mm-hmm. know, and there is just... Uh, a point in that path that they don't recognize themselves who who is that man you know it's pretty. there there is an internal conflict first because they they don't know who is the person that reflects in the mirror and the second idea is that men in general they struggle when it comes to asking for help, you Mm. know, and the first, the first idea when we are talking about happiness and fulfillment, I ask, what do you really want? What would you like to create? And what's, what's your dream? And what's, what's going on? uh, What stopped you from getting that? And it's not about lack of opportunity. It's not about not having resources. It's not about uh, just not having anything specifically Or It's about not getting courage first to get, to ask for help first. Mm -hmm. And they are really worried about what if I lose my stability? What if my wife doesn't appreciate it? What are my kids going to think about myself? It's they they kind of they give up their yeah. dreams because they are afraid
0: of what people are going to think, you know, it's basically because of that. Yeah it's actually a very, very sad situation. Um, like all of these societal expectations and pressures. I mean, on the uh, one hand, we are society, like you and me, we, we are part of what creates society, but at the same time, <laughs> you know, there's this aspect of society that boxes us in. <laughs> It's very, very strange.
1: Yes, it's pretty pertinent what you have just told me, Samia, because we label, you use that label because society does that and does this, but we are part of that. And uh, if we want to, to see something different, it's up to ourselves. to do something about it. And again, I don't like cliches. I I really don't like cliches. But it's necessary to take our part in that chaos. If we want to see things different, if we want to be happy, if we want to be really fulfilled, it's necessary to, to do something about. For example, um, I told you about the fact that men are super frustrated because they don't they don't do what they like and etc. And the first uh, idea that comes to my mind is if my husband decides to change his job and she, he did, and by the way he did, what I really did in that situation is support him, Mm. make sure that he has peace of mind and tranquility in order to achieve his dream, in order to change his field of work, you know, and that's something that is indispensable. Uh, I thought about that now when it comes to doing, doing your part, I think. That's the, the idea. Just, yeah, I don't have to just be mad if things are gonna change radically. So, if I want to see him happy, I think it's a big I am sure I'm convinced that uh, I am gonna be supportful.
0: Yes, I agree with you. When, uh, I mean, y- it's not impossible to go for your dreams and achieve success without the support of your family and friends, but it's a lot harder and it's not as much fun. <laughs> and it creates a lot of unnecessary, I think, tension and stress in our lives when we are really committed to pursuing what we love and living our dreams but if our loved ones are not supporting us that just makes things a lot harder and more stressful and creates unhappiness both for me and my loved ones and i i don't want that i don't want that for me i don't want that for my loved ones so i'm so glad that you are showing people a different way, yay! Yes,
1: absolutely. Because at the end of the day, Samia, uh, every single important um idea I can call an idea or a big dream, uh, something that we think is not so easy, so accessible here, just besides ourselves. It demands extra energy, it demands step out uh, of our comfort zone and that process of stepping out of our comfort zone, that's exactly what makes ourselves grow. And uh, uh, in my book, I tell I tell people that life is like a huge video game. I love that idea because when we are here, uh, we have some missions, you know? And uh, the first mission is to grow, you know? So if the first one, I would say that, the first mission is grow and second, or 1.1 is learn how to love more. It's basically our missions, our main missions, and I don't put them in, in order that's the most important than the other. Mm-hmm. To me, they have the same importance, yeah. you know, and uh, if we are here with the double uh, aspect mission, it's important to embrace that idea that if we must grow inevitably, that's gonna be a little bit hard. You know, growing is, is never something just piece of cake because growing demands extra energy, extra effort. And we cannot thinking. We cannot think, or we shouldn't at least think that it's a process that occurs without having our environment a little bit chaotic. Yeah. And it's still using, still uh, talking about the idea of video game when we, we are playing a game, we don't complain if the game is hard. It's going to be just, oh, that stage is amazingly difficult. We don't do that because we understand when we are playing that if we are just uh, growing in the game, that's going to be harder, you know? And life, is exactly the same. And uh, we are there to grow and we, when we grow the game gets harder, that's a natural consequence. And uh, I told you that we are here to learn how to love more and how we, we learn that throughout the game. It's about collaborating, it's about... because it's, it's a game that we must play collaborating with each other. We cannot just play one-one, it's not. Life doesn't work that way. We are not made or created to be alone, to be ourselves, And which by the way is detrimental. And the biggest, I love that idea because when we start understanding the reason why we are here, the reason why Uh, we are alive that that main idea makes ourselves to understand what we are compelled to do and every single time that we stop doing what we were supposed to do here we suffer and the pain that comes is a warning that comes, come on do something and uh, if we don't do anything uh, when that pain comes it's let me give you there is an amazing example when you are cooking and suddenly we just touch the, the fire the burn or something like that we automatically we remove our hands it's something automatic because we don't want to Keep ourselves in pain, you know? Mm-hmm. But if we just keep our hand there, what's gonna happen? Our hand's gonna burn to the, the bones, you know? And that's the biggest problem because when the pain comes, we prefer to ignore, we prefer to numb ourselves in order to stop feeling or just we eat or we use TV programs. Sometimes people drink and there are worse things when it comes to numb ourselves. And uh, it's important to understand that in life, the pain is an alarm in the game. When you see the sound of that alarm, come on, wake up, do something about it instead of just yeah what what am i gonna do and etc instead of having that active attitude oh no i don't want to do that you know it just we don't want to the first the first um idea that comes to our mind or the first attitude is to know to to say that we are gonna we are not going to do that, that we are going to stay exactly where we are. And so we can do that, however, our hands going to just keep burning and burning. And that's not, that's not good. That's not nice. Yeah. So that's uh, something that is really important
0: to be alert,
1: not ignore anything, because it's yes. an alarm block.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I absolutely Agree with you on that. Actually, that's my favorite way of understanding the role of what we call negative emotions. I, you know, there no, I don't think there are any bad emotions in the sense that every emotion that we have is there for a reason, it's there for a purpose, it's giving us feedback and It's very, very important and valuable feedback. So the emotions you perceive as negative emotions, like if you're feeling sad or angry or, um, you know, stressed or any other kind of emotion that makes you feel not so good, you need to pay attention to it. (laughs) Because just like you were saying, Danny, it's that alarm that's warning us that there's something wrong that we need to correct. And um, it's just, yeah, it, it, you would never, you would never leave your hand burning on the fire if you could help it. But why, why tolerate that mental emotional pain when you are feeling angry or stressed or unhappy for any reason? It's just like we don't want to bear physical play, pain. Let's not bear and ignore the mental, emotional pain. That is such an excellent point.
1: Yeah, thank you. And by the way, uh, your question, I don't know if it was a rhetorical question, but that ineptitude, I think I can use that word uh, uh, when it comes to handling our feelings is something that we, we don't learn how to do that properly mm-hmm. because our parents didn't learn, and how are they gonna teach something that they didn't learn? Yes. And that's, that's the main cause, because when we are children, we don't learn how to deal, how to handle our feelings, how to regulate our feelings. We don't learn that pain is an alarm clock we don't have any idea, we, we just feel that there is something that is not right, is bothering me, but they are not alert to their thoughts, yeah. to their emotions. To uh, I, I like using that expression, emotion regulation, because we don't learn how to deal with frustrations how to be more resilient, and uh, sometimes when uh, something really just, um, something that removes our stability, our emotional stability, we suffer a lot because we hadn't prepared ourselves to
0: those kinds of situations. So it's... It's true. Uh, one of the funny things though Danny is that you know when you were saying that life is like a video game I love that analogy that you made actually and the thing is that when we're playing games if we actually commit to getting good at a game then in the process of playing that game, getting good at that game, we actually have to learn how to deal with disappointments and frustration and stress. And in so far as, you know, you become good at playing that game, you have actually learned those skills. But for some reason, even though you're able to use those skills when you're playing a video game, you're not using those skills in your life. Why is that? And how can people actually take the lessons that they learn while playing video games and apply them more easily to their life? Great question, thank you. Uh, for example,
1: when we are playing a video game, yeah, we are able to play well if we know the rules previously. The problem is we are not presented to life's life's rules properly, because again, our parents didn't learn how the rules work, and that's the the first uh, cause of that ineptitude to play the game, because we don't know the rules. Yes. And... uh, if we had access to that, I am sure that we would be well prepared or I am sure that we wouldn't suffer that much, you know? And that's the the main cause because we uh, weren't
0: presented to rules previously. Mm, So where can we learn the rules? Like what's the source that teaches us about rules of life the game of life yeah (laughs) thank you
1: for asking so uh the first idea is again let's just recapitulate the first idea is to be aware of the main reason why we are here as i told you to evolve to grow and to love more yeah and when we are aware of that main aspect, the rest is basically consequence of that. For example, uh, if we want to learn how to love more, mm-hmm. how are you are we gonna just behave towards our children or our partner and etc. It's about using our virtues. It's about being more empathetic. It's about being more caring, kind, loving. It's about learning those virtues, you know? Uh, When we put those virtues in action, because it's not enough to just know the virtues and uh, how we... Um, We can just use them. It's important to apply them to life. That's indispensable. It's not uh, enough to keep them in mind. So that's the first idea. Put your virtues in action. And the second idea is about purpose because... Uh, when it comes to loving more and when it comes to growing, our purpose is has that double function because our purpose helps ourselves to grow because when we are working towards our purpose, we are expressing to our highest potential. We are doing something that we love and we are refining our, our skills. So in that process... Throughout that process, we are growing, we are flourishing, and at the same time, we are doing something towards um, people, towards because a purpose, a purpose in a in in, in that origin, let people that way in that pretty um, rich or clear idea. Is a a noble purpose, the concept of noble purpose, because it's not a purpose that, uh, but if I told you something that "Ah, I want to buy a car, it's a purpose, yes, but it's not a purpose of life, it's different. I'm talking about the life purpose, and a life purpose uh, has that characteristic of being. The nobility connected in an inherent way, so it's something that uh, we we are involved in helping people with our abilities. Yes, yeah. basically that. So we are helping people and loving more, learning how to love more, and we are growing at the same time. So that's the. The other aspects, the other uh, rule of that game is about being connected to our life purpose. Because uh, the, the, one of the biggest ideas besides the paradigm shift is that the true happiness is accomplished when we stop chasing her and uh, we dedicate ourselves to a purpose big bigger than ourselves and when we are connected to that in a deeper way happiness comes automatically yeah is 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 granted you know yeah because we are uh, fulfilling the rules of the game (laughs) and that's why we are uh, we are granted with the presence of happiness and well-being and fulfillment
0: that's the point yes no i absolutely love that and you know this actually dives back to what you were saying earlier um just as Our negative emotions are warning us that there's something wrong, that we need to change something. Our positive emotions are actually giving us the feedback that we are on the right path, we're doing something good, and we should do more of it. And so when you live your life purpose and it makes you more happy, that's feedback from your heart, from your mind, from your soul that you are doing the right thing for you. So do more of it.
1: Perfect, perfect, Samia. It's exactly that because we are so focused on the problem, on what pain causes and uh, we forget that the opposite is truth that when we are truly happy, is a sign that we are in the right path. Mm. So it was... It was perfect, and uh, uh, as I told you, the paradigm shift is essential. It's essential to learn how to, to see life through different lenses if we want to play safer, if we want to play without just minor problems let me put that way of course there will be your obstacles and challenges yes. challenges we know about that but we can decrease we can just save ourselves from unnecessary stress and uh, extra pain <laughs> <laughs> you know for example um there is an idea that we still struggle to understand. It's about seeing, it's about accepting the obstacles as instruments to grow, you know, to learn. And for example, if I, I lose my job, we have two options. We can get desperate, and uh, depressed, or we can just think, what am I gonna do to just get out of that situation and get another job and uh, talk to people. We have two options. And uh, most of times the first reaction is about complaining, is about just, I cannot believe that the universe did that to myself and uh, it's not about that it's a challenge you know it's a uh, it's a test mm-hmm. and uh, when we are at school another uh, idea another metaphor um, how are we are we gonna prove that we have learned it's necessary to to make to to be submitted to a test you know And uh, when it comes to challenges, it's the same. It's a test to our resilience. It's a test to just develop our skills. And we don't learn. We don't usually learn to see uh, those problems that way. Yes. So it's an example of shifting the paradigm. Yes.
0: And I will, uh, you know, my gosh, this was a huge lesson for me. This was when I learned this lesson, it absolutely shifted my paradigms. And I'll tell you a quick story of how I learned it. Uh, I was actually taking a class in educational psychology when I was in college. And our professor Mm -hmm. She's an expert in educational psychology. So all her research is about how do you help people learn more, learn better, return, retain what they learn for longer and better. And one of the most important findings of educational psychology research is this concept of desirable difficulties, meaning that you actually need to experience a certain level of difficulty in order to learn. There are things that you will not be able to learn. If like someone just gives you the answer, you will not understand. You will not be able to learn that concept or that idea. You will not know how to apply it in your life. You actually have to go through a process of testing and trial and making mistakes, trying to figure that idea out yourself. And then you learn it. And then you are able to learn it better. And then you are able to remember what you have learned (laughs) much better and you are able to apply that learning in your life much better and if everything's made like super easy for you like if if all answers were given to you that would actually not help you that would actually make you more dumb more stupid believe it or not it'll actually hurt you it'll hurt your intelligence so we need to have challenges in our life and that's also part of what makes life fun. <laughs> I mean, just think about going back to the analogy of life being like a game. If a game was like way too easy, <clears throat> you'd be so bored. <laughs> you wouldn't want to keep playing it. So <laughs> you you keep playing it because it's challenging and you have to figure things out.
1: <laughs> Perfect, Sunya, exactly and uh, I have just uh, remembered about uh, a quote by Joseph Campbell, and he says something like that, uh, the bigger the the, the demon is that we are able to swallow, the bigger is our reward, our growing, you know? The biggest is the challenge, the bigger, the biggest is our growing and uh, just how uh, uh, skillful we get at the life
0: game that 's the point you know, oh my gosh that 's just amazing. Thank you so much, Danny, and i 'm so sorry that we're going to have to end this episode over here, but I want you to come back. <laughs> and share more of your wisdom with us because I just love the way you, the analogies that you give and just the way you explain things. It's so wonderful and beautiful. I just love it. So we'll definitely have to bring you back. And um, in the meantime, do you have any last thoughts or last words you wanna share?
1: First of all, I'd like to say thank you again, Samir, for the opportunity. Um, I am pretty, uh, and deeply grateful. Thank you. And, um, lastly, I would like to, to tell people my website is deniferrero.com. Basically, if you would like to grab my ebook, it's gonna be lunch. Launch it in just a couple of days and uh, that's it.
0: That's basically
1: awesome. the idea.
0: Thank you again. We are going to put the links to Danny's website in the show notes. So just click on the link in, in the chat or in the show notes below the video. And please go to our website, sign up to get the book when it's launched in just a couple of days. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> In fact, you know, by the time we launch, publish this episode, your book will probably for sure have been published. So please just go get the book right now. I'm so excited. Yay. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you again so much for being with us today. And we will see you back again very, very soon. Thank you. It would be a pleasure. (laughs) See you soon.